Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get Loki on a planet at the end of the world. This is Raven on Loki, the Raven on subsection Loki podcast. How many times have I said Loki now? I've lost track already and we're only 10 seconds in. I'm your host, Natalie Bohensky, and with me as always is a man who is constantly naming his planets after terrible things. <laughs> it's too it late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. I mean, after the 2020 and 2021 that we're experiencing, can you blame me? That is true. That is true. <laughs> retitle the name Earth Despair. Planet Despair. I mean, we, you could just retitle Earth as Lamentus. That, that, that feels very <laughs> appropriate right now. That is the first thing that I put on my uh, minute challenge, not to, to spoil us too much, but I put uh, a planet called Lamentus. That was never going to end well. <laughs> It was a unique uh, display of a lack of opt- optimism on the part of yes. whoever settled that place. Now, we have a very special guest yes. on today's podcast live. Please welcome from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, it's Gregoire. Hello. Hello, hello. Now, um, I'm here. I have a complaint. Uh, someone's put a lot of porn on my Facebook page <laughs> and, uh, and I checked through the backlogs and I discovered... Uh, there was a threat from Natalie. It's not true, by the way. There's no porn on the website yet. I should have actually put porn on the website. Right. There's no, yeah. So. I did leave the threat in the podcast uh, from last week. Uh, Which I discovered just by listening to your podcast. Suddenly I'm like being referenced <laughs> and maligned for no apparent reason. It was more that Dan would never know because he's not on Facebook at all. Well, I knew. Anyway. But hello- you wouldn't tell Dan. You wouldn't ruin the joke. No, that's true. Um, hi, everyone. Uh uh, yeah, I um, yes. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm I'm very happy to be here to talk all things Loki. I'm very excited to come on, and and I'm be enjoying your series. I'm enjoying the series of Loki. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm happy to talk about Lamentus. As you said, why would you call your planet Lamentus? <laughs> it makes no sense. It's always like Settlers Hope or, or the Beautiful Ground. You don't go. Let's call it Lamentus. Let's all live there. You don't well, I was going to that. say, there's definitely places in the in like the US where which is called like you know the the, the equivalent of like shithole or something like that. Like there, there's definitely places that are like you know Broken Creek or you know yeah. <laughs> all that sort of thing. I'm trying to think of other examples where where is, they have been. Well, in Australia, it's normally just where something a, a racist murder happened, and they name it <laughs> yes, after the yeah, racist right. murder. Yeah, so you go around outback, and it's kind of like the racist name, like what? And they're like, "Oh, don't worry, that's where some some good old boy is rolled up and murdered all these black people, or yellow people, or not white people, and then they just named it after this horrible assault." It's <laughs> yeah. like, are we cool with this? And it was everyone's really cool with this. It's a warning. Everyone's, everyone's very cool with it, and they're very not cool with you you mentioning it. Well, <laughs> it was an episode. There is much to talk about. Although I will say, as my opening thesis to this episode, I do think it was kind of a maybe filler isn't quite the right word, but I felt there was a little bit of filler. But it was definitely a bottle episode, which is when you place characters in a limited physical space. And yes, this limited physical space happened to be a planet. I, it, I was about to say, I, I, I feel like the bottle is very large. Yes, it's a large bottle. It's a, one of those bottles that if you were making a ship in the bottle, you could put in an actual ship. But, <laughs> um, but it was still, they couldn't get, they couldn't use the, the, the tempad, which is, is what the time thingy is called. I mm. now understand the tempad. They couldn't use it. So they're kind of stuck. So that's what a bottle episode is. They can't use the technology that would normally get them zipping around out of that space it, it was basically a high-tech version of that episode of the goodies where their office gets built in by a concrete tower and they're stuck there for like 90 years 
Yes. You guys know that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah obviously no, no more commentary needed. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do the goodies stream anywhere? I know Monty Python's all on Netflix. I think I read somewhere that they are going to be putting a lot of it on something. Except, except something. the bits that were overtly racist, which they they'll well, probably just step away from. Yeah, and the thing is, is that they, even their bits that are racist, they were doing them from a satirical point. It's just that the context has been lost. So now they do come across yeah. as like really, because I think they did a whole episode on apartheid. Um, right, yes. And they had like zebra crossing, for example. And if you were white, you could you only walked on the white stripes of a zebra crossing. And yep. and if you were black, you only walked on the black stripes, which kind of goes to show the extreme silliness of having separated by colour things. And like, then they work sure. on the idea of a part height. So they because because all oh, the it's jockeys then and, too, and, yeah. and so all the short people become the working class and all the tall people become the um, the ruling class. Yeah. So you kind of go when you watch it again, you go, oh, this is actually quite clever. And then unfortunately, they ruin it all by saying all the black people went to Britain and took over Britain, and so we all need to black up now. And they put on blackface at yeah, the end. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It goes very wrong very quickly. <laughs> but it's it's so easy to fall off that that tightrope. Yeah. I think they did very well for the seventies, but you can't. You have to keep it context yeah. and this is, they they yeah. done goofed yeah they done goofed there <laughs> but like contextually they were making like a satirical point about the ridiculousness of of that kind of differencing thing yeah you know maybe. and particularly I, now in modern context I, I think i think this is a very we, we are sliding into dangerous it's territory. okay no it's all right because it's me i'm all about I'm every all about every adding. episode greg every episode <laughs> It's always a tight wire act that yeah, we do yeah, yeah. here, but it's it's all about like context of the time. Yes, it was wrong. It was not the right thing to do, but it wasn't that it was overt. It's not like some shows that were just overtly put on blackface to mock black people. Yeah. This was a kind of, there was an element of satire there. And they're very honest about it. They're like, yeah, no, we, we did all that blackface stuff. That was bad. Yeah. And that's, that's why I was really surprised when Loki blacked up in this episode. I was like, <laughs> He's a master of disguise and illusion. He is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He um well he old faced, I guess. He did that's old a, face. That's a really interesting question. If you're a character who can shapeshift and your sort of main persona is white and you shapeshift into a black. If Loki can if Loki changed um transforms into Heimdall, which is played by Idris Elba, yeah. is that <laughs> is that black facing? Because he he, he oh. transformed in in what was it in Thor? As a as a white man, I feel very unqualified to discuss this. No, no, <laughs> yes. no. I, but it's it's just an interesting it's an interesting thought because <clears throat> if you were trying to get into a you know a black space or something or not raise attention and trying to slip in with a local population who might be black, then you might yep. do that. But then is that of course he would. and how would you He's yeah. also the god of mischief, so you know mm. Yeah. Loki would post on 4chan, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would this Loki though? Maybe maybe the Avengers Loki would, but I don't know if this This is the soft and cuddly Loki. He's become much more soft and cuddly as as That's in true. That's true. bring it back to the episode, he actually says at one point, they're gonna let all these people die. And I was like you care about these people, Loki? Mm, yeah. I, the Loki that's still got only crushed. a couple of days after the events of yeah. the Avengers. <laughs> and you, but he's, he's been, you've mentioned this before, so I won't go too much, of, but uh, he got fast tracked into the that's other right, Loki's. Yes. So they quickly went, they fast forward, went, you saw your mum die, you're sad. You saw your head being cracked open, you're sad. Yeah. Okay, you, you've had your journey now. And he had he had the fast forward journey. So I guess it's okay. Because you can't have evil Loki. You just can't. You, everyone loves Tom Hiddleston being delightful. We got him kind of devilishly evil and stabbing, I'm about to say Robbie Coltrane, stabbing Robbie Coltrane in the chest. <laughs> um, what did Robbie Coltrane, what did Hagrid ever do what to you? What did Hagrid ever do to you? But you know what I mean. Um, um, Coulter? No, what's his name? Coulson. 
Agent Coulson. Coulson. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Agent oh, Coulson. Right. So he's like, but he was still like devilishly evil. And then, but then he became lovely and like, let's do get help. I don't do get help, but all the wackiness from Ragnarok and all that stuff. So you can't. We got that back now. And so now he's like, I care about people. Well, I'm fortunately, I mean, like, interestingly, that was always built into the character. His first appearance in Thor and then even the stuff in Avengers. He, he's at his most villainous in the Avengers, but even then there's moments of like underlying doubt and humanity in him. So, I mean, that, like, it's, it's why people have responded so well to him is he's always been one of the most fully rounded villains mm. in the Marvel Universe. So it doesn't take a lot of prodding to sort of get him to a place where he can be, a, a if not a, a hero, then an anti-hero or, or a, you know, yeah, like an interesting antagonist. No, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Well, Stu, would you like to continue on then by going into your minute challenge list? Sure, absolutely. Um, First last week, we put a minute on the clock and we try to remember everything we can about the episode and inevitably fail. But uh, (laughs) to remember everything. There are always gaping holes, which people are very kindly point out to us uh, after the fact. Um, As well well they should. Call in any time. So, yes, your minute challenge, Stu. Yes, so the first item on my list is getting to know Sylvie. She is enchanting. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, so there was something I alluded to last week and we've had discussions with a couple of people sort of also pointing this out. There's a character in Marvel Comics called the Enchantress who uh, is heavily associated with Loki. I think they're going to make Sylvie the Enchantress. I think that's what's going to happen here. They, they've done this a couple of times where they've sort of taken little elements from bits and pieces from the comics and just sort of smush them together in one character. They said the word enchant way too many times for it to be (laughs) a coincidence this time around. So she's definitely going to be the enchantress. So it'll be interesting because my now working theory is that maybe she's actually not a variant of Loki. Maybe she's someone who encountered a variant of Loki early on and sort of became his protege or something like that and has sort of moved on in that in that way i I wonder if that would be a step too far for the show but i I, i'm I'm really interested in that idea weirdly enough i just didn't get loki vibes from her at all Mm. maybe maybe i was just primed by this whole conversation that people were like oh she's you know she's the enchantress so when i heard that i was like well clearly she wouldn't be loki then she would be a separate her own character well, exactly. Or she could be. I mean, this is the thing. She could still be a Loki variant who just adopts because she's she's rejected the idea of, of if that's the case, she's rejected the Loki name and calling herself Sylvie. Your theory then is my, my theory that the third one is uh, I think she was born Loki, Lady Loki. Her journey has led her because she didn't have her mum. Like she didn't remember her mum at all. So she's developed by herself. Mm-hmm. She wasn't taught anything. She's self-taught. And I think they've mushed the Enchantress into yeah. the Loki character. Because yeah. she went, oh, you're a prince of Asgard. Like, she wasn't anything like that. So she was just this person. And she wasn't even, Absolutely. I don't even think she was Asgardian, but she was still Loki. So I, I think she is Loki, but she caused her something different. Absolutely. Okay. No, I, I think that's very plausible. And it also gives them a lot of wiggle room to keep her on after the end of the series. Yes. Yeah, and call her the Enchantress. You don't have to call her the Enchantress, yeah. She was very good, though, and I just want to do a shout-out to the fact that uh, for most of the episode, she did actually have her hair tied back off her face. (laughs) And I appreciated that because she's doing a lot of fighting, she's doing a lot of running around, and she had the hair back off her face, and I appreciated it. Well, she's got the little uh, headband with the horns on it, Um, so that's uh, that's keeping it out of her eyes. She had a little top knot as well, and then she she lost the horns, and then she lost the top knot. They all seem to go together. So by the end of it, when they're looking <laughs> at the exploding planet, then neither of them had anything happening with their hair. It was just all free and loose. Fair uh, enough. That was the Loki hair update. Um, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Loki hair. Locks key. Lo- <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, still greasy. 
Yes. I'm slightly less, <laughs> less so in this episode somehow. Maybe his, his hair will have the arc this time around. It'll, it'll start <laughs> lank and greasy and become full and lustrous by episode six. She was stabbing people with her headdress, like, to death. She took it off and was, like, ramming yeah. it into people. You're like, good Lord, that's a, like a punch dagger at that point. It's like I think someone's, like, someone's pointed out that um, uh, Loki's done that before. He did it in Ragnarok during fight scenes and things. So that's oh, that's okay. definitely a Loki move. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, now he just magically pulls knives out of wherever he magically pulls knives out of. And sure. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> he pulls them from the knife dimension. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Arguably one of the worst dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the next item on my list is um, big news: canon bisexual. This was yeah. huge on the internet after the internet after the episode um, happened. Loki is canonically, in his own words, bisexual, which is is a big deal for a lot of people. And I just thought we should mark that. It's literally lip service. Uh, and I think if um, there were more LGBTQ characters on screen, that it might not be as remarkable. But the fact that this is like a major Disney character sort of saying, "Yeah, no, I'm 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 bi." It's huge. It's a massive deal. What do you guys think? Well, I did we talk about this previously I, I, on an episode where I just see Loki as such a total narcissist that I don't see him being into anybody but himself. So <laughs> the, like the concept that he might have had, because he does, he he kind of strikes me in it, the initial Loki anyway, does sort of strike you with an angry internet virgin vibe. Sure. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. Yeah, an angry incel. Incel. That's the word. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. For. Right. <laughs> the early Loki has an angry incel vibe. And so I just... I don't know. My mental picture was Thor getting busy with anyone he wanted on Asgard mm. and Loki sitting in a corner just stewing going. Stewing <laughs> his own juices. Stewing in his own juices, but, like, not even having juices, just being, like, all I want is power. Like, like. Yeah. I think if we take it, I mean, once you take it from the, the conical actual stuff, I mean, he got shagged by a horse and gave birth to Sleipnir. So, totally, like, he's, yes. he's he's all over the, he's, you know, he's, I, 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 I went, oh, of course he's bi. That's fine. It makes perfect sense. So you're insinuating no, I, I think, that bisexuals also are into bestiality. I, and I, I think, think that's what you're insinuating. <laughs> I think he's pansexual. I think I think sure. if you want to start breaking names, he, he has sex with pans. He has the, sex with pans. The yeah. god of, yeah. <laughs> Are you the god of hammers and pans? Is Pan the god of hammers? No, 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 no. It's something that Odin says to to Thor when he's like, "Oh, father, I can't. I've lost Mjolnir. I can't fight the lady. I'm bad." And he get, I'm paraphrasing slightly. And uh, and Odin goes, "Are you the god of hammers?" And he's like, "No, you're the god of thunder." And it's because he can bring he can bring the thunder whenever he wants. It's just the Mjolnir was there to to um mm. to, to focus his power. Right. He didn't need it. And later on in Ragnarok, he goes, "I'm sorry, you know, you probably not seen Ragnarok." Yeah, uh, of course I've seen. Ra- um, excuse me, I went on a set visit to Ragnarok. Oh, sorry, Thank you very well, much. You saw the movie. <laughs> What's this thing? Who are you, Chris? <laughs> No, I'm taking movies. Are you no, famous? They, there were no actors there. It was oh, near okay. the end of filming, and oh. I think all the actors. <laughs> I saw the, cool the actors had been corralled away. <laughs> what I liked more about the pansexual, bisexual stuff was how we also found out the character he wants love, but he doesn't know how to get love. And both versions mm. were kind of like oh, I don't know, and they're desperately trying to work this thing out. And so it was yes. kind of it was more important. That was more important than who they want to shag is to me. It's because I'm, you know, I'm not. Representation is important, of course, but sure. for me, as, as a character thing, I was like, oh, okay, it's like, yeah, yeah, we shag anyone, but that doesn't mean anything. We we just mm. don't know how to. We, we how do we get loved? 
And, you know, the only one he felt loved by was his mother, not in a weird way, just like he, and she never had that. She never had that loving mm. mother role. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. No, but look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they finally came out and said it. It does feel a bit as a lip service because, you know, they, you know, because they're in, um, it's Endgame uh, and they're like, yes. we're going to have this major gay character. He's going to be major and gay. He's going to gay it up on stage. He's going to be here. And then it turned out to be one of the directors had a talking scene where he went, he wanted to date with a man and then cried. Yeah. And, yeah. And everyone went, and then rightly so, I went, no, come on. No, like, yeah, come on. on, that can't be it. <laughs> a, you're not a gay man. I mean, I, I, I'm going on the limb here. I don't think you have to be gay to play a gay person on screen, like a, a gay person to play a straight person. I, you know, but I get it. There's not a lot of roles for gay people. Um, uh, but I just, that's not enough. And, and that's where Marvel does fall down. Uh, Marvel mm. falls down real hard uh, well, in, in gay representation or non, non-straight representation. Sure, and there was also the example out of Endgame where they had the big sort of moment during the final battle where all the female characters came together yeah. that just felt really weird and tacked on. Yeah, and if you want people, um, and if you want if you want to give some incels to get angry about, that's how you do it. When you go, <laughs> exactly come on, it. ladies, let's all land together. And you're like, you realize that Captain Marvel needs none of you. She's Superman. Yeah. She, that's she, right. Like, we'll help her by what? Dying around her yeah, and spitting right. her with blood? Like, she <laughs> does not need you. She, is, she just took out the spaceship with by flying through it and looking angry at it. They were trying to go for their own Wonder Woman in the trenches moment. Yeah, but but to have all the women land, they're like, we'll just go and fight together as women. You're like, it looked weird. It felt, it felt tacked in there. It, it could have been done so much more organically without calling attention to itself. And, and yes. they went instead for the showy moment, which is why I really like what happened in this episode where it did just sort of, it was just sort of part of the conversation and it was obviously hmm. in there for a reason, but also it was there for a character reason, like like you say. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. It's good and, and I'm glad that people have representation and he's a great character to have representation with. He's an amazing character. Hmm. It backs them in so much of a corner though, because in a lot of older movies, if you wanted to have shorthand evil person, you made yeah, them yeah. gay in the past yeah. or now recently you made them bi. If you were like, welcome to the murder mystery movie or TV show, which one is the murderer? It's going to go, I'm Johnny the bi person. Like, well, that's, there's mm. the murderer. Yeah. And so they have to be a bit careful now with Loki because they're going, he's a villain, though he's like a lovable roguey villain. He's also bi. If they go down, oh, he's not going to be a bad guy. He's going to become a lovable, lovable hero because that's how they make all their money. But <laughs> it, it's a bit dangerous. To, it, it'd be nice to go, here's an here's a out-and-out hero. The Falcon, or the, and now Captain America. He's by yeah, everyone. Yeah. Well, not that one. It'll be, interesting. It'll be interesting if they ever get around to doing Marvel's version of Hercules, who is canonically, uh, like in the comics, pansexual. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll do anything that moves. That'd be, yes. <laughs> That'd be fun. Wait, Hercules is a comic book character? Well, yeah, well you, 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 you're cool with Thor, but Hercules is a bridge too far. Yeah. No, 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 that's what I mean. I thought, <laughs> I thought there was sort of Thor was the... the all the pantheons exist as, like, living in space and on planets. Yeah. Uh, all the gods are basically aliens. Right. Kind of, basically, kind yeah, of. pretty much. That's simplistic, yeah. I see. They all came to Earth and had their wicked way with humans. And, yeah, and, 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 and Hercules are. is sort of a lovable himbo-type character who um, he's a bit, a bit clueless and a bit stupid and just sort of blunders his way into various fights. I can mess with that. Yeah. I love a lovable himbo. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> 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 
Back to your list. <laughs> anyway, yes, moving right along. The next item on my list was the Marvel one-shot. So I was very impressed by the end of the episode, which is a, a probably a, a constructed, but but a one-shot sequence where Loki and Sylvie have yeah. to sort of fight their way to the ship only to have it blow up at the very end. Oh, that um, was a one-shot, wasn't it? See, I'm yeah, so it was a, it was a one-shot. It was about a three or four-minute one-shot scene. And Amazing. what I really love about that is that all of the Netflix Marvel shows, so certainly the Daredevil shows, seasons have done that. It was, a, it was a hallmark of the Daredevil seasons where one episode would have like a, a, a one-shot sequence and they were the, always fantastic. The hallway fight. That was the yeah, one. the hallway fight and the, yeah. the hospital yeah. fight and the, and the jail fight. There was always in the Daredevil seasons like a, a one-shot sequence, but they were always in, incredibly choreographed, but also like they were set in a hallway or they were set in, mm-hmm. a, in, yeah. a, in, a, in a jail with like, you know, a bunch of hallways. That's the <laughs> difference between the Netflix Marvel shows and the Disney Plus Marvel shows where Loki does a one-shot sequence that's set on a dazzling alien planet with, like, meteors exploding in the background and stuff like that. I'm going to be <laughs> really brutal here and say mm. it was the most obvious not one-shot, one-shot out of all yes. of them, though. Yes, because it, it was very obviously stitched seen, together. It was very... And where things would happen and some, something would swish across the screen and then Loki and Sylvie would be standing there and they, they'd react weirdly. It was too late for the reaction or they would hunker down for no reason mm-hmm. and the shot would pull in and they'd hunker down and the shot would pull out again. I'll go, well, that was the changeover. I just... Yeah. It, it was, yeah. I'm, being, I'm being really mean here and going... So then, then it was it's very... Not a, then it's it, not a one shot. Well, they're not one shots. They're, they're stitched together shots, but they, they do wipes very quickly to cover the fact they're one ah, shots. Okay. Where the hall, I don't think it was a one shot at all. Where the hallway scene was a one one shot where yeah absolutely act- yeah actors in that daredevil one he would get kicked through a door and another actor would well would fall his out stunt double would, would come would come racing back through and stuff like yeah, that and, yeah and and they would give and give the main actor a time to get to the next position and go and so he would leap uh, out from under something so it was all cleverly choreographed so you watch this yeah. two minute fight I'm being very mean. It was fun to watch, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, mm. oh no, totally. And, and like, like I said, I think it's, it's, it was definitely stitched together, and that's because it wasn't just set in a hallway. There's like all these like uh, special mm. effects that need to sort of happen around it. So, mm. unfortunately, there was probably not a, a cost-effective way to just do it as a one-shot. And Loki did the Loki did his Hulk face again. I've been smashed by the Hulk when the explosion goes off again. They're yeah. blown backwards, and he's lying on the ground, and all the smoke clears, and he's got that same expression of, oh my goodness, I'm in so much pain, and then he kind of jumped back up. <laughs> Oh, that's the Hulk, like Hulk, puny god face. But he's a god yeah. can feel pain. That's the I think interesting... they do. Hulk smashed the heck out of him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But then is he able to recover more quickly than a human? Or how, I, how does that work? Yeah. I'm very confused with this season because because he, Loki had problems fighting the TVA, who, who are just dudes, yet he mulched the, the guards in this one. And physically threw them away, like threw people across rooms and smashed their heads into things. I, he, I took that. Power level to modify all the time. Can I just say, though, I took that as the fact that a lot of that fighting that he's doing in this episode yeah, is right. in-universe, if that makes sense. So he's back in the world, which yeah, means he, he has, has his, his full he's full Asgardian powers. He has all his magic powers. He has oh. access to his full range of powers. Whereas when he's up in the TVA, they explicitly say, first of all, he doesn't have any magic. And he's yeah. probably nerfed in, in various other ways. Oh, like he's probably... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 I can see that. That's okay. The TVA damps all that stuff down. So. Yeah, yeah. they take him to baseline human sort of thing. Yeah. So, well, and actually you're right, because when, when Sylvie jumped in, she tried to enchant the guard and poked him in the face. He turned and was like, mm. what's your problem? And then she had to, like, kick him in the nuts and, and take a stick. So, yeah, no, I, that makes sense, actually, yeah. So you think she'd know that. 
she's been hunting the TVA for years and she looked surprised when her powers didn't work. Maybe she'd never been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm picking holes. That was a pretty great moment, actually. Yeah, now that you pointed out, I hadn't, I didn't uh, mention it on my list, but yeah, you're right. Like she walks up to the guy and presses the side of his head. And he's basically like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, All right, hang on, boot, <laughs> Sonic boot. And then proceeds to vaporize them. Uh, which is interesting because later on she comments about the variants. I know you probably get down to that, the variant, like the variants, which is important. But mm. she's, and that's why she has no problems with zapping that guy with the variant stick and it vaporizes him just like a variant. The guard gets vaporized just like everyone else gets vaporized, which I thought was interesting. Does it only work on variants or does it just work well, on it? Is it just a vaporization stick? Yeah. yeah I yeah. assume it's like the Dalek one, you know, you just. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a bad it's stick. It's a one Vaporize. Size Vaporize, well, vaporize. Guess, well, technically, there's no such thing. I mean, I guess you have the sacred timeline, so you could declare that the real version, but that's bullshit. Everyone's a variant, technically. Yes. So, so you're just the variant they allow to live. I have theories, but we, I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. We, we, can, we can get to that. I'm very keen to discuss that with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> cool, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the next, yeah, so I thought, yeah, very cool. And also, I like the fact that a Marvel show is keeping the, the one-shot tradition alive. I did like that. The other thing, I, I made this joke on Twitter, but I just thought it was interesting that in an episode that particularly is so uh, beholden to Doctor Who that they set most of it in a quarry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a very late period Doctor Who vibe to the whole episode, which I quite liked. It, it was very much that episode uh, at the end of the world, you know, the one just before they reintroduced yeah. Martha. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the end. Jack and, and um, Martha and the Doctor and, mm. and the, the humans with the crazy teeth mm. and they're all trying to get on the Ark. I think it was even called the Ark. Or, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. called the Ark. Yeah, it was too, yeah. yeah. Well, what else do you call something that's going to save people from imminent destruction? That's right, exactly. There's one name um, for it and that's the one we stick with. We talked before about, you know, how they're pulling from a lot of different sort of sci-fi influences, but the Doctor Who influence just felt very strong in this episode. Not 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 necessarily the the time travel, but just just running around a quarry just felt very very good. <laughs> he feels very Doctory because you have got this character who is he feels more like redeemed master to me. Which, oh, yeah, look, tracks, that's, but... that's fair enough. No, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He's clever. He's smarter than everyone else. He's wacky and fun and has magic in inverted commas. Do magical things. Can just pull weird plans and just does stuff but is, is, is fallible and it's very it's what makes the doctor the modern doctor anyway mm. fun and interesting yeah uh, it is a god inverted commas but is also a, a person you can have a drink with and have fun with yeah quite quite um, literally we get a we get a drinking scene here where he yeah has, yeah oh, oh. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful drinking scene yeah and then the last uh, item on my list was is this all a dream because we saw at the beginning sylvie enchanting the tva enforcer oh. Um, and she had a, an extended period where she was trying to get information out of her about, you know, where the, where the, the timekeepers are and all that sort of thing through a very, a very disorienting series of little vignettes. And then suddenly we have, they arrive on a planet and they have to start opening up to each other. Wow. And- wow, Stu, you're clever. <laughs> I didn't even think about that at all. Actually, I didn't but even. Yeah, because think- that, that's how it all starts with her doing this this whole thing about the the brain synapses freezing. I don't know if that was yeah. actually true, but but she was she was trying to get the information out of the guard. We we, she, we were jumping back before she met Loki. In, yes. Yeah, in the, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's clever, Stu. I hadn't thought. And then she enchants him. She and, and therefore this is all in his head. That, that's right. And you know, so is she just playing him and trying to get more information out of him about what the timekeepers are up to? Yeah, and and maybe she's discovered actually he's not a, such a bad guy after all, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah, exactly. Which makes me wonder because uh, basically this episode ends unresolved. Like, like they get to yeah. the they get to the arc, it blows up. That's the shocking ending, and then the episode is over, and it's the shortest episode so far. It did make so I what, did go, wait, it's over. Yeah, it's over. But yeah, Natalie, you pointed that it just means Mobius and Mobius will turn up and go, "Hey, right. everyone," I, and rescue everyone. I like was just know. waiting for Mobius to turn up with a portal because yeah. they know he knows now that that Loki or the variant has been hiding in apocalypses. So yes. he would just go and look at, at apocalypses. He's been looking for apocalypses, yeah. 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 So they find it. So they, they, they have a way out. But I, 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 is it, would it be less satisfying if it was all a dream? Or would well, it be less that's satisfying right, exactly. if Mobius saving did, them? How did people react to that series of Dallas or whatever it was that was a dream? That's very. Dynasty? Dallas? That's a good topical reference for the kids. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it would be really interesting if, if it was um, Sylvie enchanting him because he kept going on about how his mind is too strong and it would be really a kick in the guts yes, for Loki. Yeah. Turns out his mind wasn't too strong and she played him. Because, um, because at one point she tries to enchant him and he's just sort of like, that that didn't yeah. work. And it's like, yeah. oh, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's, but she's she's hiding the fact she could enchant him by already have enchanted him. Yes. yes. That, that's that's actually very nice. But she's I, clever, isn't he? That's, that is actually very clever. I hadn't even thought about that at all. It hadn't even crossed my mind. I think, though, she will just realise that he's not, he's a dick, but he's okay. Because they seem to get on. Like, do we trust each other? Yes, you can and we will. And they fight together and he saves mm. her life. And, and so she's like, oh, he, she didn't just dump. So she'll pull him out and go, all right, I'm not going to cut your throat because you did actually try and die yeah. for me. Like, you know, you rescued, you know. So that's, yeah, that's cool. That, that's like a very quick way of getting him. Well, it's not really a quick way. It's exactly the same length of time of how they become friends anyway because we watch mm. them do it. <laughs> exactly. I don't mind if that ends up being what happens. I think that's fine. But I also think that I'd be slightly disappointed, I think, if it ended up being a dream. And it would I'm make, fine with it. I, I think it, like, it also makes sense because she'll go, oh, because now it makes more sense when he said things like, they're all going to die. You can let them all die. And she saw that. She's going to go, oh, he's not, he's not a monster. He's actually a, a nice, an inverted commas, nice guy. Like, he's okay. It, it, it now, putting that in context, everything he did will prove that he's not a prick. And, yeah. and he's, he's an arrogant and he's a hedonist and he's an idiot, but he's not a bad person. So he doesn't, mm. she doesn't need to kill him. Uh, now, I hmm, interesting. just to tie in with that a bit, and I didn't have this written on my list, but it, I should have. He makes a point of saying to her, because at one point when they're on the train, she yawns and he says, oh, you're tired. You need to rest. Mm. If you want you rest the way you want to rest, then I'll rest in my way. Now, then it just kind of cut to her waking up and he's singing his song. Yep. And maybe, because it just kind of cuts to him singing. It doesn't, you don't see him get up, join in. All of a sudden he's just, he's got the whole band with him. But maybe if she's actually resting, then there's a moment where he's not enchanted or something. Like, can her enchants work if she's asleep? I think it's all in, if 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 she if he's asleep, it's all in. Once again, she's testing him. She's like, "Oh, I don't trust you. You're untrustworthy. I'm going to definitely." Then she does fall asleep. He doesn't try and cut her throat or take her stuff. Mm. He goes and has a bit of a song and a dance. Once again, it proves that he's a good person. If he's if he's enchanted, she can pretend to do anything he likes in his dream. It's his Mm. dream technically. Mm. Mm. Everything he did proves that he is a fool, but not a monster. Mm. Uh, and that's that. If if, that, if Stu if Stu's right, then that will be what saves his life from her. Why she 
will bring him into her confidence or will save him from the real big bad, whatever that turns out to be. I hope I am right, but I, I do, I'm very conscious of the fact that you can get a bit ahead of yourself trying to trying to make this sort of stuff and it, it has to make sense. And I, I think you've, you've, you've explained quite well all the ways in which it would make sense, but it would make just as much sense if they had just shared this experience. Yes. And, and yeah, that's yeah. how she'd learned. You well, know, I don't know whether Mephisto. that would be too twisty turning. Yeah, she's definitely Mephisto, though. We all know, we all agree on that. That's, oh, that's absolutely. Yes, she's definitely <laughs> Mephisto. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, in fact, I'm pretty certain that they were that that I saw some flies in the background of one of the scenes, and that's Mephisto as well. So they're all Mephisto. Everyone's Mephisto. At this point, I, I would be really worried if I was Kevin Feige and I had actually been planning to introduce Mephisto at some point because it's yes. just gonna it's completely yeah. taken the wind out of these sails. I hope he does it, and when he does it, there's no forewarning. It's just like it's a really it's gritty. It's, a, it's going to be like Moon Knight, and he's just going to be oh, he's a bit mystical as well. He's like street level heroes, you know, like, like Iron, a remake of Iron Man and, and Power Fist, Power Man and Iron Fist. Sorry, Power Man yes. and Iron Fist, and they've. they've I was about to say Power Fist. No, no, uh, and they're they're the heroes. Yes. Imagine heroes for hire. They're just punching people on the street, and suddenly it's like, by the way, I'm Mephisto, and they're like, where did this come from? <laughs> I don't need really clues, kids. And it's like, oh, he didn't leave any clues. He's so Mephisto. And then Feige is going, that's what you get. Don't you mess with me. I'm Kevin Feige. I run your world. <laughs> I run your world, nerds. That's right. Yeah. I am your god. You can't play me. Anyway. It was at Loki's uh, speech in Avengers where he's like, kneel before me. That's, yeah, that's right. Kevin is, this, is this not your natural position? Is this not your life more simple? Thank <laughs> you, Kevin Feige. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so was that your list, you? That's it for me. It? What did you have? Okay. Well, I did have a bottle episode at the end of the world. I stand by the bottle episode because they're stuck and they have mm. to get to know each other and work together and they form that alliance. Mm. And I think that's, you know, you have to place them when you've got mystical creatures traveling through space. You have to find a way to take away that ability so they have to get to know each other. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I liked, I, I wrote down here, it was like, for me, it felt like James Bond and Anya Amasova in The Spy Who Loved Me. Aha. Uh-huh. They are in the desert, they're chasing, they chase Jaws. Sure. And they have to walk back across the desert and they get on the boat. And I don't know, it just felt like, I don't know, something about it, the tread, trudging through the desert. No, totally. Mm, I, I absolutely get that. That's a, that's a very good uh, synergy right there. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. I worked hard on that in our <laughs> one minute time. Yes, I wrote the planet is called Lamentus. That was never going to end well. <laughs> end of the world panic, I wrote. So you had sort of typical mm. the collapse of society with the end of the world. So you have sort of the three standbys of that trope. I think they did well, which is all the rich people getting preferential <laughs> treatment. Yes, yep. yeah. Like, yeah. like I couldn't believe that train carriage that they went on. That's the last train yeah. that we're led to believe, and yet the first class is still so opulent. Yeah, it's basically empty. It's not. Pe- it's people. There are still servants on it. There yeah. are still people being served drinks and played music to, at the end of the world. Yeah, like there's there's literally hours left to destruction. And there's still people going, yes, I'll continue. You could pack people in, but where would you take them? The Ark can only carry so many people. You can't. Where are you going to pack them? It was more the logistics of that's the kind of thing you do a few years out from the end of the world, have the plush first-class trip to the Ark. Maybe, yeah. Like there was something about people still working their jobs. I think people will. I think if if, if the world was going to end, people would still – 
do their jobs. We're very yeah. well. Hey, pro- hey. We're, very, we're very well programmed to do stuff. If it's podcasting with you guys, that's fair enough. Then I, that's we, what we I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine podcasting the last hour, and then you have to edit it. And who would listen to it then? Well, I wouldn't edit. I'd just upload. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Thank goodness. To, to be to be fair, Greg, who listens to it anyway? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Paste you. <laughs> These are nothing if not messages dropped into a deep, deep well. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, so the three stereotypes: you've got the the, the rich people getting preferential treatment. Mm. You've got the poor people going. The rich people are getting preferential treatment, <laughs> and we can't go on. And then panicking when it all appears lost. And then finally, my favourite trope, the loner holdout who will just go down protecting yeah, their own. her dirt farm. Her dirt farm, sitting on the toilet <laughs> with a cannon, a, yep. a sonic cannon or something, just blasting people who turn up. Uh, yep. Yeah, they're, they're sort of the three. I like that. I like that scene. That was a great scene. That was really fun. I like the fact that, that Sylvie t- takes it in the chest to begin with and then, of course, Loki takes it in the chest. They both fail in a <laughs> spectacular way. Uh, and I like that. That's one of the things. You, oh, she is Loki. She also she also can't win. She kind of will lose. In like he loses, but she's more gung ho. Yeah. And, well, but- I wrote down here. Funnily enough, my next oh, yeah. phrase is guile versus force. Mm. And so Loki even says to Sylvie at one point, "There's a difference between I can't remember exactly what he said, but there's a difference between something and guile." And uh, yeah, guile is definitely his thing. He's he's all about the trickery. He's all about mm. the softly, softly. I really like too that that they both tried their way, and in the end, what they had to do was just tell the truth to the lady. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, she saw through it. She was like, "You're yeah. you're devils. What do you devils want?" Yes. And I, Mephisto reference. Oh. <laughs> They're all, they're all Mephisto. Uh, or maybe she's Mephisto. But, but yeah, yes, no, no, exactly. Like, like she saw right through them. She's mm. the dude, the American dude sitting on the porch with the rifle, just mm. polishing the butt of it yeah. and going, you guys get off my porch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had nowhere to go. It's, I think it's how it would run. She's not going to panic. She's the sensible one who's like, we know we're not getting off. It's not happening. Yeah. There's no point. Why die tired? You know, like why die, <laughs> why die uncomfortable when you can die in your own home and have a whiskey and, mm. you know, and shoot some idiots. Die with dignity. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it is, it is a tropes, but it was nicely done. I thought they were after power from her. I was a bit weirded out when they ran away. They're like, we had to go, we had to go. And I was like, I thought you went to this place to, to get access to power, but I guess they were finding information where power could be found. Yes. I also felt that scene could have been easily cut out. Like you could have lost that entire. I mean, it's a fun scene, but it didn't. It didn't further the story because they 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 turn up. And go, Where do we need it to go? A, it was yes, a character to- moment. It was. Yeah. 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 It was a you know showing how Sylvie approaches problems, showing how Loki approaches problems, and True. how in the face of a world destruction event, they're both kind of useless. Yeah. To get information, like <laughs> yeah, both both methods were not appropriate. <laughs> yes. What's pretty sad because with Asgard, he now knows Asgard's gone because he didn't even try going, Heimdall, bring down the magic beam Bifrost to take me home. Like he didn't give that a go. You think you'd give it one go? Well, we know we know canonically that Asgard is is gone by this stage because we know that the date is twenty seventy seven. Yeah, good point. He saw the he saw the um, video of it too. Like the this is your life. Yeah. Replayed, but you think I'm surely Asgard? Look, look we go into deep comic stuff, but New Asgard will have yeah. to be by 2077. New would have been around by now. They'll all be reborn and, and back. It, it's going to happen, but it's yeah. you think he'd give it a go. You think he'd go, but then again, I guess he's oh, I don't know, maybe because he's evil, he doesn't want to be. Would you say I'm going to die? I'm not going to talk to my family. I'd rather die. You think you'd go? Someone? Anyone? Like is anyone up there? I don't know. 
Am I, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling too deeply, probably. He was too bewitched by a beautiful Sylvie in her matching outfit. Which is herself. Which is you as a girl. It'd be weird. I'd be like, mm, that's a bit weird. I'd be totally up to meet myself as a girl. Well, you are a girl. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> a different girl. Okay. That'd be cool. I'd be like, oh, she's prettier than me, bitch. <laughs> Let's be real. That's how I would, that's what would happen. Like layers uh, of an onion. The next, yeah, I know. I'm complicated, Stu. She's, she's, layers of onion, she's bitter all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I caused tears and right. tears. No heart at all and totally, totally, totally salty. Why did Loki get drunk and sing? And then I wrote, did he want, but I wasn't able to finish the sentence in time. Because it didn't matter. It's Pompeii again. It's all, it's exactly mm. the same as Pompeii. Because Pompeii is like, I think, hey, everyone, we're going to die. Give a shit, everyone. And and he, he knows he can do whatever he likes. Well, he thinks mm. he can do whatever he likes. There's no consequences. The difference with Pompeii was 30 seconds later it happened. But if, he, if he'd been 30 seconds from the impact, he, no one would care. But he, unfortunately, he's like hours and hours and hours away. Mm. So therefore, guards can still come and kick your ass. I remember what I was going to say. Did he want to get thrown out of the window? No. Because this is this is the weird thing. He gets thrown out a window and then she has to jump out after him and then they decide to push on and go to the ark. How would they have gotten there? Like they still seem to be a fair way to go. They're on a train. Like, no, I, I don't think that was part of his plan because it, it broke the, the temp pad. Like, yeah. like him getting chucked out of the train broke the tempad. So I don't think that was ever part of his plan. I think he was just he was just overconfident and arrogant, which is definitely part of his character. I think so too. It, it all went horribly wrong, and he was drunk. So yeah, he was he was still pissed when it all happened. Yes. What so. did you guys make of his "Love is a dagger" speech? Really? <laughs> well, I thought it was, it was a good. I mean, he ties in well to what Greg was saying earlier, which is that he doesn't like both of them are trying to grasp for some sort of meaning of love, you know, and. He comes up with a very imperfect metaphor. Yes. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I thought she did have a postman boyfriend. And I was trying to, I was sitting there going in my head. She says, oh, yes. And it's, uh, I, you know, as I do my international travels, I've got, I have a postman who waits for me. And my brain went, what superhero is a postman? Who's a postman? <laughs> I was sitting there for ages trying to work out who she was dating, like which superhero or supervillain she was dating who considered a postman. And I was like, the black racer? Or, you know, no, but that's DC. And I was like, running through all the, de- the who can jump through dimensions? And I watched it again. I went, you idiot. She was actually making a point that she's all alone. I totally missed yeah. that entirely. Yeah. Like, I missed that too. What she was saying. Yeah. She said, Is there, do you have a bow waiting for you? Yes, of course. I have a postman who waits me while I finish my interdimensional jaunts or whatever. Oh, so right. she was being sarcastic. Oh. And, gives, and with that personality, you know, that witty, you know, how could anyone resist you kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, but I honestly spent far too much time trying to work out who the postman was. I thought there were very cute special effects in this episode with the fireworks, like Loki conjuring like a mini fireworks mm. display. And yeah, that was fun. And it was sweet little stuff like that. I like the light in their face. I wasn't watching the special effects, but when it cuts to her, you can see the fireworks on the left-hand side and then her face mm. is lit up. And I was sitting there going, is that – they, they're just flickering a light in her face. But I, I know it's a simple thing, but it adds so much mm. similitude. All you have to do is have someone flicker a light and then the CGI person makes the fireworks match the, the in-camera lighting stage. Sure. And, and it sells it. And it's it's such a simple thing. And it's and, and, and they're on that. I love seeing that sort of stuff. And then the final thing that I wrote, although you did point out that she revealed to Loki that they're all variants mm. of the TVA. Mm-hmm. But the final thing that I did write, which we sort of touched on earlier, was no Mobius in the episode. We did briefly see... We're Mobius stripped. Uh, ah. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's why I'm here. Well, no, we saw Ravonna <laughs> briefly about to catch. Yes. Uh, what's her name? 
Sylvie, but we did not see Mobius mm. because Mobius obviously is the wise character overseeing Loki's development and he has to be removed from him to have this other set of development. And my theory is that Mobius will come in next week with the teleporter thing, the tempad, and, and get them out of there. I mean, that's the thing. It sort of it sort of strips a lot of the tension out of it when you know that there are people out there who have working temp pads who are actively looking for them. Yes. 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 That's right. But you had a theory, Greg, which you said about Mobius. Oh, this is this is only because talking about the variant stuff. When you said variant, I went, oh, that's this makes sense. When you meet Renslayer and Mobius says, oh, where'd that stuff come from? Because on oh, my other yes. age. And, and he's like, oh, why haven't I met them? He goes, oh, they're better than you or whatever. And he's like, oh, I hope they're not as better as me. It's him. It's his very. She, she has another Mobius. She has. She, she only has one agent and they're all Mobius and Mobius. They're all him. And I think that's really, so she goes, oh, I need this Mobius for this one. I need that Mobius for that one. I need yeah. I need a more muscular Mobius. I'll go get another one. And they can't meet, otherwise they'll know their variants. That's my theory. I don't know if it's clever, but that's- No, no, I think, I think that totally fits with what we've been given and also would be devastating to Mobius, Mobius himself. Yeah, because he's a he's a true believer, and yeah. but it means that it brings it now. It means, means that you could get him somewhere to a point in time and space where he can get a jet ski. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly. It also means that he can now because that join would be the, his. That would be his variant of the variant. Is he's the Mobius who likes yes. jet skis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's jet ski Mobius. Yeah, yeah. it's getting very comfortable <laughs> and rich at the moment. I just realized it's kind of like I, we were watching last night one of the um the one where Evil Morty becomes the president of the the Citadel of Ricks. It's a very good episode, and in that you have like you know, um, hey, fat Morty. I thought I was left-handed Morty. You know, well, well, maybe use your left hand to eat more salad. Uh, <laughs> It's harsh, but there you Amazing. go. But yeah, now now we've got like jet ski Mobius, and we've got. Uh... Are you a Rick and Morty guy, Stu? I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I love that show. I don't mention it because the big bulk of its fan base is the most toxic people on earth. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, the show itself is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It, it, why? Why are they so bad? It attracts a lot of dicks. Oh. It attracts it, a lot. It's of a people. show about a narcissistic person who <laughs> a, a narcissistic misanthrope who believes he's the smartest person in the room. So it attracts a lot of people who are like that in real life. As they say, if you think you're a Rick, you're most likely a Jerry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. A lot of people are like, I'm a Rick. No, you are such a Jerry. You're not even you're not even a Morty. You're a Jerry. I'm sorry. Which means now you get threesomes with the Submariners. That's nice. Anyway, yeah, we're, going exactly. topic, we're going off topic here in a big way. Uh, yeah, I, I think the very thing's really cool. I think Renslayer isn't, she's very much just, a, I mean, you've talked about this in the past in the podcast. I, I agree. I know stuff as well. I don't know stuff about the show, but I know about the comics. So I won't say anything there. But I think Renslayer is very important to this. And what this leads to, without going down that path, it means that we're going to get Sylvie, Loki, and Mobius all fighting on the same team now in a very yes. believable way. That Mobius has a journey, Loki has a journey, Sylvie has a journey, and then they go fight crime. And they, they all have to fight Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto. Popping up everywhere. So my theory that the timekeepers are, because I just want to touch back on Sylvie's attempts to get the location of the timekeepers mm. and where they're kept out of that uh, guard what do you call them? You know, the enforcers who go around chasing TVA, the TVA guard yeah. girl who, who was drinking the margaritas. Mm. And she kept oh, asking, yes. why are they uh, guarded or where where are they? How many how, guards do you, are how, there? How many guards are there? How many? To me, that's filling in the whole, she's been told the story of who the timekeepers are, but it's a fake story. Mm. I'm more and more convinced that the timekeepers is all an illusion. And I don't think Sylvie knows the full story either. That's, that's exactly oh, right. Okay, right, yeah, right that's, yeah. that's what I'm leading to. So, Sylvie is getting these memories out of people, yeah. but they're planted in there specifically to avoid 
she thinks she's cleverer away. than Loki because she knows more. She knows the whole story, but she doesn't. And she's going to get horribly horrified as well when she works out, when they work out what's actually truth here. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, they're all going to get thrown for the loop, which is great, which means they all have the same development at the same time and they all come to the same conclusion at the same time in the same room, as in Mobius, Loki and Sylvie. And then they can all punch on at the end, have a mm. big fist fight. Just call me Mephisto. <laughs> no. Well, that was my list. Let's talk the sacred timeline. We talked the sacred timeline. Sorry, can I just jump in here and talk Absolutely. the sacred yeah, timeline? Yeah, go, go for it. This, this is really interesting to me. Now we watch this episode in the last episode with Sylvie and with the guard and the guard going, it's all real, it's all real. I think it's horrifying. I think it shows that the sacred timeline isn't the only timeline. They're pruning universes of yes. real people. They're killing yeah. trillions. You thought Thanos was bad. Well, Thanos ain't got nothing on the TVA. Thanos killed half a universe, which is, you no, know, not good. But <laughs> I'll stand by that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll fight yeah, yeah. to the trenches on that one. I'll, I'll go to the wall that Thanos wasn't good. I'm, I'm, I'm brave. I'm hashtag brave. Die on that hill. Thanos wasn't good. Thanos wasn't good. So it wasn't good. What did I say? Oops, hang on. Have I, have I been No, asked? no, no. You said wasn't. I was yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Thanos oh. wasn't good. Hashtag Thanos wasn't good, Natalie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight. That's the hill I'm going to die on. Oh, okay. Killing half the universe isn't good, Natalie. I'm saying it live on this podcast. But as I said, <laughs> I think, I think in, in Infinity War, hmm. when Thanos is sort of tired all the time and just like I just need to end and I'm pretty sure I said this when we did a podcast <laughs> on it I kind of felt for Thanos through that whole movie like he was one of the he, just his character development and the way yeah. Josh Brolin played him was like you know what maybe Thanos has some good ideas he, he just wants to he just he, he got the trains when I got in time it was he great just, no 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 but there was just something <laughs> there was something about they didn't play him as out and out monster they gave him some no. dimension he became more monstrous the second version in Endgame but, but yeah, I, yeah 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 for sure I don't go too much down, I don't go too much down that path I just because I want I just want to finish the point here. I think there are whole real universes, in inverted commas, being pruned of trillions yes. of people and beings. And that's why the guard was like, it's all real. It's all real. So she realizes she's wiped out. Mm. She's murdered trillions. She's worse than Thanos. And she's a guard. And that's why her mind was yeah. busted. That's my theory. And the TVA are bad brouhards. So does this lead then that the sacred timeline is actually a bad timeline? It's just the one that they're keeping around. That's right. For for whatever reason. Yeah. It ain't sacred. It's just they're like, oh, we should protect this one because it's real. The other ones are fake. That's why they call everyone variant like it's an insult. What you're saying is, no, no, you're the real Natalie, but the lady who's over there who who is doesn't like podcasting and, and has a fulfilling life with friends outside. Um, <laughs> that that is not possible, listeners. She's a she's a Natalie, variant. Natalie loves podcasting. <laughs> And loves her online friends that she doesn't see and just talks to over the computer. That's okay? true. You don't get to talk back. That's the best part. <laughs> uh, so she's a variant. And no, the, I ask them to call in. No, no, sometimes no, they do. They do. Uh, and they're variants, therefore you can just erase them. It doesn't matter. It's like it's like switching on the light and, and vanishing a shadow. You're not killing anyone, but you are. You are killing yeah. people. And it's really awful. It's really, yeah, really- the, the show has made a point on, at several occasions in the first two episodes to sort of indicate that something – that it's kind of horrifying what's happening when they do do that. You know, that there's always people there. There's always people sort of standing, not understanding what's going on. And then that force will sort of expand and expand and then they'll go through the doorway and, and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they've gone out of their way multiple times to do that. So you're right. Like, I think, yeah, we're, we're going to find out that it's all real. It's all real. It's all, it's all the multiverse and they've just been pruning off actual lives. 
Yeah. And you, whoever, so who can prune off timelines? And that's when it starts tying into certain characters in, in the Marvel canon who can do that sort of stuff. Yeah, there, uh, there are only a few cosmic level characters who can sort of do that. Who are they? I don't want to say, yeah. Yeah, let, let's hold, we, won't, we won't go too, too far down the, it's the not, it's, road. There's it no hints as far as I can tell. Actual hints, not just things in the background and weird stuff. Mm. No, no Mephisto level nothings that they even says. So maybe it's nothing, but yeah, it's... I think it's leading. You talked about it before. You brought us up before. Multiverse of Madness is coming. It's called the Multiverse of Madness. Thank you. Uh, We have to do it by law. Otherwise, you get sued by Marvel. (laughs) Um, And this is important. And so this this show is... I love the fact they're willing to kick this off on a TV show. So now you have to watch a TV show to understand what's going on in Stephen Strange. That's Mm. ballsy. Can I just say that? They have the uterus of steel to pull that off. Well, and also, like, like the the broader implication of this is that this is a genuine restart to the MCU. You know, everything that came before has been fun, but now we're doing this next thing, and it's going to be completely different in many very serious and significant ways yeah, to what yeah. came before, including, like, I mean, you know, as has been pointed out, and I know we've all been burned before about speculation about the broader MCU as it pertains to, like, the, the Disney Plus shows. We've all been turned into a giant boner joke, but, <laughs> yes. you know, you know, this is the show yeah, rather than WandaVision where perhaps various timeline shenanigans could result in various characters suddenly appearing without the need for a frustrating like and convoluted explanation. Yeah. You, oh, know, you could again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm talking about the X-Men. I'm talking about the Fantastic Four. I'm talking about Fantastic the full... Four. Yeah. The full range of Marvel characters, it would be very hard to shoehorn into the MCU as we know it. Mm-hmm. If you could just say, hey, the sacred timeline got bombed all to hell and now nothing makes sense anymore, which yeah. they've literally said on screen in this show, it's like, hey, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. Roll with like, like Mo- Mobius says to Loki, you know, you, you start explaining things, none of it makes any sense. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, like, like just, I, I want to see Wolverine fight the thing. Let's do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you can easily, where you don't have to say, oh, the Fantastic Four are like new people who went to space and got hit by space radiation and yeah. now they come back. You can go, they were around in the 70s. They're, they're middle-aged people, so 90s, yeah. middle-aged yeah. people. Exactly. And they, they just came from another universe or they, or maybe they got catapulted by the explosion into our universe but now they all have their powers and they have their backstory and they're cool or or the timeline just reset itself so now mutants have always existed and the fantastic four existed and all the other characters are available and suddenly you just have a unified mcu oh i see yeah of course it would be good to not have because isn't it the thing with the fantastic four that every time they do it they have to like keep showing the origin of it yeah it's like like, it's like batman with his parents getting murdered in an alley just have to do it just get to the the suit and the crazy powers. Get to the punching, yeah, yeah. You're right. I see what you're saying, this Stu. That's that's really interesting to you can just suddenly bring anyone you like in. What I hope they don't. The only problem I have with multiverses, but beyond scientifically, which is just Codswell. But anyway, so I, I was right there. You don't. Agree. Oh, yeah, I absolutely don't agree with multiverse, mostly multiversal theory. I, I think it's a it's, it shows a massive misunderstanding of theory. And do you believe that the time space block? theory or yes yeah 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 well yeah. I, and yes and but the question is whether whether time and space is being generated or we're just moving along like a film reel that's that's a question you can ask mm. i don't believe in multiversal no only because i believe very much in the um occam's razor i just don't believe a universe pops into existence on every quantum scale thing because mm. they happen a lot <laughs> It feels it feels kind of untidy. Yeah, and it does, and 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 the universe just doesn't. From my vast experience, doesn't seem to work that way. Uh, and, and maybe I'm totally wrong and happy to be wrong, but there's no evidence of it whatsoever. And it's just it's it's that thing that people say that scientists sometimes say when they 
what they're really saying is we don't know, like dark energy or dark matter. What they're saying is they don't know. Instead yeah. of saying that, they're like, well, we'll do a multiverse. It answers all your questions. What we're saying is we don't fully understand it. So that's my take on it. As you well know, like the multiverse is a theory that was created for a very specific reason back in like the 70s to explain mm. like a series of mathematical equations that science fiction writers have gone, that sounds cool. And yeah, then yeah. pop culture yeah. is just sort of run with it. Yeah. The pop culture issue I have with the multiverse as a cultural thing is, in this, it means that death means nothing. And that worries me that characters, well, who cares? You go, Thanos yeah. killed everyone. You're like, I don't care. We'll just, they'll just multiverse it somewhere. It's like Rick and Morty. Rick goes, oh, well, we'll just move to the next universe over. And you're like, oh, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no stakes anymore. As he says in that episode, he's like, we can only do this like four, five times tops before it loses all meaning. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they try and get around it that way, and so, and he likes the universe he's in. And he, you have to learn to like a new Jerry. It's a bit of a pain in the bum in Rick and Morty. So, <laughs> uh, he, the changes are weird. Well, the, the, another episode they pointed out that a lot of the universes are fascist. It's, it's some reason the fascist <laughs> catches on, so he doesn't want to go to other universes. So nine times out of ten, they're all just Nazis, which is hilarious. <laughs> all their wasps. All their wasps. Well, but not Nazi wasps, uh, which is good. Hang on, wait, mm. do you mean wasp like the insect or wasp like the... Like no, the no, 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 not, not white, white Anglo-Saxon. Anglo no, 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 as in, sorry, as in literally they did it, the humans evolved from wasps. <laughs> they stick their eggs into other creatures to feed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Rick and Morty's great. So multiversal theory in this does mean, unless it's like a, I mean, you can always just go, no one can do it and then let people do it by magical ways, which is fine. Yeah. But if you have people just jumping through, because they've got time travel now because of Endgame, everyone just jump through time and up and down the time stream anytime they like. And that causes problems. You can yeah, what, what, that's why I, I wonder if there's going to be a period of madness that will then resolve itself into the new MCU. Yeah, Doctor Strange will go, enough of this. Yeah. We're locking yeah. this crap down. That's it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, God says no. Okay, God, thank you. Like, okay, all right, everyone. Thanks. And they'll be the Fantastic Four and the X-Men will be caught on the yeah. side of it. Like Hugh, yeah. in, like Hugh, Jack in... Hugh Jackman will just be like shirtless somewhere, just like pulsating mm. quietly. <laughs> uh, like in the Doctor Who oh. episode with the Daleks and the Cybermen early on when Rose gets trapped on the other side of the dimension yeah 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 the wall yeah the doctor and they're like sad all, against a wall all you need is a see a, a, a one post credit sequence at the end of multiverse of madness where you've got hugh jackman well wolverine having a coffee like looking confused and having a coffee and like but get, you know going something's wrong kind of yeah and, like, and his claws come out and then deadpool just walks up behind him going oh god it's you oh, you know that kind <laughs> of <laughs> And that's it. And that's and then you go, all bets are off at this point. Like you go yeah, that's it. Deadpool and Wolverine finally Hugh Jackman and, and, and Ryan Reynolds together in a scene, just for two seconds, you go, That's it. Kid gloves are off. We can do whatever we goddamn want at this point. Yeah. Everyone's been thrown together. Cause Deadpool could reference, you know, he can reference that he's there. Are they not in the same universe? Different universes. No, oh. they they're not well Wolverine's not in, he's only in his own X-Men and Deadpool's in his own thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But doesn't Ryan Reynolds make jokes about Hugh Jackman? In, he does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a nice he's got a nice pair down under. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because Deadpool is aware that he's a comic book character. Right. He he can see out he knows he's a comic book character in the comics. So he can make meta jokes and it's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yes. The Ryan Reynolds fan cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ryan. <laughs> well, because Tom. Well, actually, I will, I will jump in then. And say he's talking because Ryan Reynolds is a handsome man. Tom Hiddleston's a handsome man, and mm. I find it really interesting in that episode he, the way he plays Loki. I think I, I sent you a message after I watched it. He's got skinny arms, skinny legs, a skinny waist, but he's got this huge chest. <laughs> For a skinny well, guy, 
his way he stands, or he's just, or he's I mean, obviously he's very well put together. But he's, hmm. he's Loki's got a big chest inside that t-shirt. He's- yeah, I, I tell you what, um, I don't know whether you know this, Greg. We, we've talked about it on the podcast before, Nat. But Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor. Mm. Like he, he <laughs> there's there's vision of his screen test for he, like he got all the way up to a screen test for Thor oh, with, with like okay. a blonde wig, and he was pretty jacked. Like like he wasn't Chris Hemsworth <laughs> jacked. But he was like, you know, he he had, he had muscles, so yeah. like he did the work. So he like he's he can he can put it on. He's he's definitely well put together. He's a skinny guy naturally, but he can put on muscle. He was uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, recently when Loki started talking about that, and they had um, pictures of he and Chris Hemsworth doing like the first table read. Just I think it was just them with Kenneth Branagh took a photo of, <laughs> and they were both in these weird costumes. And Jimmy Kimmel said to Tom Hiddleston, like, "What are you wearing?" He said, "Well, Kenneth Branagh thought it might help if we sort of put on." Asgardian-esque, you know, silly clothes. (laughs) And so we just went up into his wardrobe, which is full of all this Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And dug out some, you know, vests and, you know, weird things. And they do look very baby-faced, but he was talking about that. He said, yeah, I did audition for Thor, but I think, you know, then Chris Hemsworth, like, walked in when they had to do the read together and he went, oh, he's Thor. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. (laughs) And, uh, and and then he was like very happy to, to get Loki. He felt that was more suited to him anyway. Oh, so, well, something like that. But yeah, it's it's possible to say that Tom Hiddleston's made more of a splash with Loki. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is great, and he's he's also a funny guy. He seems like a very nice fellow, and he's doing very well. Thank you. But I think Tom Hiddleston has grabbed much more of the attention of people as Loki. Well, because. He gets to be a bad guy, yeah. like a good bad guy. Yeah, or a bad yeah and guy. the bad guys always have more fun. Yes, and that's why I think Chris Hemsworth has tried to pivot Thor into the comedy side of things because I think for Chris Hemsworth, I think he's probably a very funny dude and for him doing I am Thor, God of Thunder, mm. probably would get a bit old. So yeah. he can turn him into a slightly more buffoonish hero. Which is what Thor is in the legends. Like He's constantly being tricked into, you know, Loki he's a a big bumbling he's he's a hero and he's often he often outsmarts he's He's quite dumb and he gets tricked into wearing dresses and marrying people and all sorts of crazy stuff it's all full on cross-dressing it all goes on and he has like jokes about his you know his tiny hammer and it's it's all cock jokes and it's all uh, the closest I've ever seen is in the endlessly the the dream the Sandman series yes yeah yeah yeah. in that is kind of closest I guess yeah, he's, he's this big hulking brute who's just sort of like like very dim, but like also like you know he's he has a godlike perception, but he's also like dumb as a post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he'll hit you with hit you with his hammer at a moment's opportunity. Uh, you're right; he, they they could they can beef anyone up nowadays. They could have made Tom Hiddleston huge, I guess, as well. But no, I think they they picked. It. I'm hoping he's happy that he is Loki because Loki does seem a lot more fun to play. Oh yeah. I oh, he seems it. to be having the time of his life on this show. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if, it, let's just say it was in, like, he, he wasn't Loki. Would we have a Loki TV series right now? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. So, so much of his personal well, charisma. He's, he's yeah. the executive producer of this TV series. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So he's obviously had a big hand. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, because he made it his own and people love him, so... Yeah, I was really surprised when he got killed in Endgame because I, I mean, I know anyone can come back from anything, but it seemed very final. And I was like very surprised. But I know characters, like actors wanted to get out of things. You know, like Captain America's like, I'm, I'm done. Well, not Captain mm. America, um, Steve Rogers. No, what's, no, wait, Chris Evans. <laughs> Chris <laughs> yeah. Evans. That's, that's the problem. And he was like, I'm out. I'm done with this. Thank you. Like, he wants to go and do Wakey, wakey, jakey. Yeah. yeah. 
I watched that recently, a, a bit of that anyway. The oh, um, and not another teen movie, movie oh. with um, uh, yeah, <laughs> genius. And and genius. and I and I was looking at him, and, and it's the scene where his sister comes in, and and it's like Jake. Why does it's like hi Jake? Oh hey, I can't Catherine. Name. Catherine. And it's like you know why? And, and one of the lines she's like, it's, it's all like um, it's done to um, run away. Sometimes I feel I've got yeah, to yeah, run yeah. away. And she's like yeah. walking in, being all sexy schoolgirl, and then you hear in the background someone goes, "Hasn't she been a senior for five years? <laughs> Did she graduate <laughs> five years?" <laughs> Ago, yeah. it's just all like little people in the thirties. It's such a great, it's a great movie. And he walks up and she's like, "Hi, Jake." Oh, hi, Catherine. Oh, god, hi, Catherine. It's like, hey, how come every time I say that a guy can stick it anywhere they want, he's like, I don't need to know this, Catherine. They want to stick it in my ass and then have a dump on my chest. And it's just this weird. It's his sister. I just love it. It's just it's amazing. But it's, yeah, it's Chris no, Evans being forgot, amazing. You've forgotten the classic line oh, is yeah. calling where she's trying to like get it on with him. Yes. In the next scene, and she's like, "Let's do it." And he's like, "Catherine." You're my sister, and she says, "Only by only blood." By blood. <laughs> it's also a problematic movie in some ways, but forget it. It's it's a great movie. But the point is, Chris Evans in that you can still see you still see Chris Evans, and you realize how funny Chris Evans is. And then you see yeah. him in um, Scott Pilgrim, and he plays the the evil ex boyfriend. Yes, dude. Yeah, yeah. He plays a douchebag version of himself. It's hilarious, and you just go, "What a great!" Yeah. Anyway, so all these funny funny people. No, I haven't seen Knives Out. Yes, I have. It's an incredible film. It's oh. a great film. He's he's uh, one of the characters in that. It's sort of about this dysfunctional family and Christopher Plummer is the, the patriarch and he dies. And um, Daniel Craig is in it as this bizarre Texan detective. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. It's like okay. Daniel Craig trying to do the least Bondy thing he can. Yeah, yeah he, he's doing an outrageous Foghorn Leghorn accent. It's amazing. Yeah, oh, no. Like, well, I guess now here. Oh, no, really? <laughs> no, no, but, but, like, but like very, very deliberately like ridiculous and over the top. Like, oh, yeah, wow. but the thing is he's still dressed beautifully. Like he's still dressed super sharply. Yeah. So he kind of still looks Bondy and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm just a humble country lawyer detective guy or whatever he is. I'm just a simple hyper chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and he he nails it but yeah chris evans is in that and he's great okay they're all lovely thank goodness they all did well well those people (laughs) but what are we talking about (laughs) well we're pretty we're pretty much wrapped up i think you're talking about the multiverse yeah and and pretty how pretty tom hiddleston was and how jacked he is yeah I'm excited. I thought this was a breather episode. You're talking about bottle episodes and, and information. Yeah, I didn't say bottle in a bad way. I meant oh, no, like no. A, that wasn't the, I wasn't I was saying you did. It's the midpoint. <laughs> I'm just saying that to me it was a breather episode. It felt, yeah, midpoint. It was like a, we've had a bit of a run here. It was still exciting mm. and interesting. It wasn't boring. I felt it was setting up the last two episodes we've got two more episodes don't we and it'll all three more three more so this was episode three of six. Oh, three of six okay right so we've got three more episodes i thought it was very much a all right we see all the pieces into place now we've got mm-hmm. all the pieces in place yeah let's let's kick this into the into the end goal absolutely use- i think i think you need to you need to spend time with sylvie in particular but you need to get her and loki in the same room and get yeah. on the same page and you need to figure out who she is and what her goals are because she's um, like you forget she's the main villain of, the, of this show so oh. Is she? Is she? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, she's not. And <laughs> she'll be a pasty like everyone else. That's, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you can't. Once again, you can't have a Loki who is evil. So you you can't even have a. That's true. Well, oh, look, there might be evil Lokis. They're, look, they're, they're variants, but we won't go there. But it's yeah. It's maybe possible. maybe the maybe the timekeepers are all Lokis. Maybe and maybe the timekeepers are Lokis. It, it would make it would actually make it a lot easier and give Tom Hiddleston more stuff to do. I guess or you get other actors, I guess. But <laughs> well, actually, you know, well, like I say that as a joke, but like they keep talking about how many different Loki variants there are. Mm. Yes. Um, 
Wouldn't and maybe that's why they're scared of Sylvie because they finally, if, if you're Loki and you're you're like an evil Loki running the timeline, and suddenly there is, and all the other Lokis you just kick the ass off and murder, or or they're just dumb. Mm. But suddenly there's one Loki that's making its way through, and you can't capture the one. You're like, well, I got here. She could get here, and then you know she could take over. So if if you're worried about someone else who's as clever as you or better better than you, then you would murder them as hard as possible. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. So it's very look. I didn't even thought about that either. Maybe maybe it's a Loki at the top. Maybe it's an an actual truly it's Loki's distinct. all the way down. Loki's all the way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Okay, that's that's a nice theory. I like that one too. Oh my god, my mind is twisting now. So many Lokis, oh. and Lo- and Loki is Mephisto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, but they're all Johnny Boner. All, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Ralph Boner. They're all sorry. They're all Ralph Boner. Johnny Boner sounds like a that's a sex toy. Like a, yeah, <laughs> a sex toy or like a very a unimaginative movie. porn star. Yes. No, no, no. I'm thinking like a rock, like a rock early rock star in the fifties. Like, oh my Bon-er. god, it's Johnny Boner. But, and, in the, as the Batman comics point out that because uh, yes. Joker kept popping boners everywhere and everyone, everyone, look at my boner and and because boner supposedly meant gaff or mistake. I'm going to give Batman the biggest boner ever. And it was like, there's oh. a Jesus, what are you? Doing Joker coming. Look, Nat, sure, Nat, man. Whatever. Might, Nat, you might not be aware of this, but there's a there's a literally a Batman comic called The Joker's Boner. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like mm. <laughs> I do remember that use of the term as like a like a mistake or a yes. stuff up or something. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh because you, you like in Australia anyway, you say if you get rid of someone, we'll bone them. Yeah, we bone we'll, them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we were at the end of the podcast. Certainly the time indicator would be <laughs> <laughs> you add another person. And, and suddenly you add like 45 minutes to your runtime. No, that's okay. Sorry about that, everyone. It's all good. I hope you enjoyed it. If you uh, like more of this, come on, see my podcast. Yes. If you uh, <laughs> if you like science, comedy, and ignorance, you can hear Gregoire and Dan Beeston on Smart Enough to Know Better at SC2KB on Twitter and Smart Enough to Know Better on Facebook or smartenough.org. I think that's all. Yeah, well, look, you'll find us. You, just, you, you know yeah. how the internet works. You listen to a podcast. You know how this works, kids. Uh, just come on down and say hi and, and, and tell me how wrong I am about everything. Especially the multiverse. <laughs> you, do you love the multiverse? Will you fight me? Can we have like a nerd off? And I'd love to fight you about the multiverse. I mean, I mean, physically fight you. I'd like to meet somewhere and we'll get an oil and we'll beat each other down. But only so. if you're nerdy and. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'll take anyone. In the, in the, <laughs> I'll, I'll grease up for anything. Grease me up, woman. And then uh, <laughs> Stu is at Disco Stu on Twitter. I am at GirlComzy on Twitter. A massive thank you, as always, to my patrons, uh, patreon.com slash GirlComzy. You are the best. We'll be back next week, I guess, with more Loki. Yes, Loki. yes, we absolutely will. We will be full of glorious purpose. As still, always. Still trying to workshop a sign off. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we will see you next week for more Loki magic. Bye.